0: Asana. Well, yay. <laughs> welcome everyone to the Manifest podcast. Today I have a very special guest. This is Julie Jansis, who is known as the Angel Medium. And today we are going to be talking about angels and spirituality and intuition and all of the things that I know the Manifest listeners will love to hear about. So welcome, Julie, to the show. Can we just start off by letting yourself, uh, please introduce yourself. I so often skip over the bio part because I feel like sometimes it doesn't allow the listeners or the viewers to really identify who you are as a messenger. So please let us know who you are and what you do.
1: Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for the blessing of being here. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing for the world. I think you're just the biggest gift in this world. um, And I so admire you. Um, So I actually worked in corporate America and had an experience where my dad passed away. He was on his third wife at the time. I was from his first and um, they were having a hard time tracking us down to tell my siblings than I, mm-hmm. and in this one month period where I don't know that my dad has passed, I start hearing this voice within my head every single time I brush my daughter's hair. And it says, I need a hairbrush. or She needs a hairbrush like I used. She needs a hairbrush like I used. And I keep hearing this phrase over and over and over again. And uh, a month later, I'm at work, I'm in a meeting. My sibling keeps calling over and over again. So I said, I'm so sorry. I got to take this call. And she said, dad's passed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And immediately out of my third eye, I see this vision Mm -hmm. of my dad combing my hair as a little girl using a hairbrush I hadn't thought about in like 25 years. It was this wooden handlebar um, with these boars bristles and it clicked. My dad's been talking to me because my daughter has his hair and needed a hairbrush like his.
0: That's incredible. And had you ever had an experience like that prior? It was 2015. Is that correct?
1: Um, yeah, that was 2015. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's such a beautiful story, though, in terms of how your intuition was activated. So was that the, the beginning of a new chapter of your life when you started hearing the messages?
1: Yes, because the coworker that I had been in a meeting with was so open and so receptive. I mean, I just blurted out, my dad's been talking to me and Mm. she goes, Julie, you have to figure this out. Mm. So I studied with all different spiritual teachers and really learned how to hone in on my gifts. And, um, and yeah, that was the very first time though, that I recognized that my thoughts within my head weren't me.
0: Mm. How did you learn to trust that, though? Because I know from the people that I've worked with over the years, my clients and my students, there's often the, the voice of doubt, the voice of anxiety thinking, am I, am I going crazy? <laughs> you know, how, do you learn to, <laughs> how do you learn to discern between these messages that so many of us get versus thinking or attaching meaning to them when it's really not what's true, if that makes sense?
1: Totally, totally. And I think this is one of the biggest questions that I get now from my students is um, the exact same thing. And I think we have to normalize the self-doubt because Mm -hmm. that was one of the very first thoughts within my head when I was hearing from my dad for that month and I didn't know what was going on. I literally was thinking to myself, I can't tell my husband this. I can't tell my mom this. I can't tell my best friend this. They're going to like lock me up, right? Like in an insane asylum. (laughs) 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 they're going to think I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a natural course for a lot of people to come Mm -hmm. into their spiritual awakening. I think there's two things that really help with this. Mm -hmm. One is the communities that like you and I, um, as healers are creating, um, Mm -hmm. containers and spaces for people to come in because I don't know about you, Sarah. Um, there wasn't many people for me to talk about this with mm-hmm. so I felt <laughs> so alone
0: hmm. I, I would hear voices like that when I was a little kid and my my kids have the same gift as well and it's about learning to trust from an intuitive perspective I had a dream about all of my children before they were born you know there's definitely something more than we can see out there, but we have to learn how to integrate it in a world that tells us that to hear voices is crazy. How can we, how can we use these gifts on a practical level in our day-to-day
1: life? Yeah, well, and I want to go back to the question before too, that you had said, because I think the other thing that people have to realize too, and how we come to trust it Mm -hmm. is um, validation. So when you work with, with your intuitive gifts, some people, um, you know, connect with angels, some people Mm -hmm. connect with loved ones on the other side. Some people don't know where the divine information is coming from. They just know it's coming in and it's not them. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what kind of intuitive you are, spirit is going to give you masses, massive pieces of validation on Mm -hmm. your path to validate for you. You could not have known this was going to be, you know, you couldn't have known the pieces of information that are coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where trust builds and this huge foundation of trust builds. Um, so I just wanted to get that piece out there. Sorry. <laughs> it's a no, no,
0: no apology necessary. It's beautiful to, to add the layer and the depth and the clarity that's needed because this is a very, it's so simple, so beautifully simple, but at the same time, the mentalism that that bubbles up can be really confusing for a lot of people. So it's really helpful. So thank you for that. Um, so what are angels from your perspective?
1: So I believe angels are um, energetic beings that were created by God, that are pieces Mm -hmm. of God, universe, source, energy, that are just... um, beings that don't have an egoic mind what i tell my students a lot of times is you have to recognize within us as human beings we have an egoic mind and mm-hmm. we have an intuition and angels don't have that egoic mind whatsoever they're god's love their god's energy in motion to be mm-hmm. able to help and assist um it's kind of almost like god universe source stack the deck right for mm-hmm. us to be able to um, come back and return and be our most true authentic selves here and live our soul's purpose.
0: So do you believe anyone can have a connection with their angels or their spirit guides?
1: absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. and what the angels actually say too um you know that feeling I call it oneness Eckhart Tolle calls it the now Mm -hmm. um you might call it love Sarah what do you call it like that energy that you're just in and it almost feels like you're a sun just radiating out love
0: I've got a few different words for it actually I call it divine intelligence or super consciousness or the universe, because I found that a lot of people like to relate to that word because it's it's more omnipresent, because th- there are some people that have sadly negative experiences to do with the word God. But to me, God is love. God is the highest frequency of all that is. And, and but it's it's really about finding what works for you, isn't that right? <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. So what the angels are trying to do is um, they say our soul is made up of two components, Mm -hmm. energy, energy, vibration, and thought consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so what the angels do is try and return us to that frequency of love, um, that oneness energy, raise our vibration, and then also really work with our thoughts. Because Mm -hmm. when I work with people, I would say 99% of the time, the reason someone isn't where they want to be is because there's a mental thought that is within their head that is kind of blocking them in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of work through that as well.
0: Mm. So what what does that look like when you do a reading for somebody, because I know you do readings, which is so beautiful. It must be a really exciting thing to do. What's your process? Do you connect with their angels or do your angels and their angels have like a, a meeting?
1: <laughs> yes, power, yeah. like A
0: Zoom meeting?
1: <laughs> yes, yes so um what happens is i get into oneness myself i do a very short um 2 minute meditation with folks at the beginning of my session mm-hmm. where i'm actually connecting them to that higher vibration but also channeling through on paper um who's on their spirit team so mm-hmm. the reason that um i have like the term the angel medium is because i connect with both angels and loved ones on the other side mm-hmm. and so both come through through, um, and they have different things to talk about. So there are evidentiary mediums who I believe are really here to connect people to believe in the afterlife, believe in the other side, believe mm-hmm. in heaven. Um, and then uh, my gift is more so they will come through. Your spirit team comes through. We'll talk about who's on the other side. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of messages about where you're at in your life mm-hmm. and where they be what's in your um your soul's plan your soul's path Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: kind of where you're out of alignment with that and where they need you to get back on track and it's a lot of like spiritual coaching spiritual cheerleading
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, so many people need that affirmation and that confirmation that they're on the right path, with the understanding that there is no wrong path. It's just utilizing all of that support that we have in the non-physical realm. So are you able to share any incredible stories or breakthroughs that some of your clients have had?
1: Yeah. Um, So There are just so many people who come through my angel Reiki school. I'm so proud of this, um, that learn how to be an angel messenger themselves Mm -hmm. and um, are really now able to leave their career in Mm -hmm. multiple different fields and do this work full time. And I think that's the biggest blessing um, because the way that I see things as being a healer myself is I'm just one person. I'm Mm -hmm. just here to let God work through me. But if I teach other people how to do this and then they teach other people and they teach other people and work with others in their readings, (laughs) um, we're able to just impact so many more people. And what the angels say is when we're all following our hearts, when we're all listening to our intuition, Mm -hmm. serving in the ways that we feel called, that's when humanity is going to make this huge shift. That's when the vibration is going to change. And um, we're really going to see a lot more peace on earth.
0: I love that so much. It's such an important message, especially for this point in time, because (sighs) I'll take this like a, a level down here <laughs> because i feel like we're all you know we're all positivity but it is important to examine some of the ways in which we can veer off the path and we are living in a society right now that presents us with so many distractions for us to forget our power what are ways that we can rise above that to remember our power
1: mm, um for me it's really remembering to come back to your spiritual practice. Mm. So, um, we all brush our teeth. I'm just going to cough for a second. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) We, we all brush our teeth every single morning, right? Because it helps the health of our dental, you know, our, our teeth, um, our gums. We all shower and bathe because it's healthy for us. We all do all of these things because they're healthy for us. And then a lot of us look at meditation or prayer or automatic writing, these different, um, tools that bring us closer to our truest self. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, I need to do this for like six months and now I'm good and I can continue with my life no, this is a spiritual practice. Your spiritual practice brings in your spiritual health. Your spiritual health is always gonna be a component of your life. And so that might look different for every single person. But Mm -hmm. if you have a spiritual practice, even if it's two minutes a day, it really connects you to your center. And that's where we should all be living from and tuning into our intuition and asking questions of, of spirit, what do I do with this? Like, where do I go with this? Um, Mm -hmm. what's the right answer here? What would you have me do? And when we follow up with action and take action based on the callings of our heart, Mm -hmm. um, I've just seen personally in my life and my students' lives, like God universe source can come in and just move these huge mountains and create these miraculous miracles. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like to give credit to God, Universe, Source, because I know mm-hmm. it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just the tool that God gets to. Mm, I love that.
0: I oh my gosh, I love this. <laughs> this is speaking my language, Julie. You've really, <laughs> really made my day here. So, oh my goodness, I want to, I want to ask you more about your spirit team because yeah. my dad is an artist. He's a watercolorist, and I remember when I was little, he would talk about something called his committee which I believe now is his way of allowing the angels to guide him to, to paint these beautiful works of art. And, and I see this happen with so many people, but they don't know how to put a name on it. Yeah. Do, does your spirit team have specific character, individual characteristics? I know you said that there's no ego in that realm of operation But do they appear to you as specific archetypes or characters or um, messengers that have, like Archangel Michael, for example, do you have that you can reveal to us if you feel comfortable? Who's on your spirit team?
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So it's interesting. Um, When I get into the energy of different healers, like you're a healer, um, Mm -hmm. you will actually see Sorry, my voice is just going in and out. (laughs) Um, You'll actually see that um, healers have a much larger team of angels that are Mm -hmm. working with them to assist them in the work that they're here to do. And they need it. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of like your body has all different functions, right? Your feet were made perfectly so that you can walk and your hands have thumbs so we can pick Mm -hmm. things up. And we have a brain so we can put everything together. Um, And our neck allows us to turn our head and see everything that we need to see. Mm -hmm. All of the angels come from God, universe, sources energy, they are God universe source, just kind of pieced out. All of the angels have different roles and responsibilities. Mm. So I came out with a book called Angels and Awakening, and it goes through and it talks about how you get into the high vibration in order to connect with them. But then Two thirds of the book is almost like an angel dictionary, where it goes through and it talks about the role and the responsibility of each angel on your spirit team. Mm -hmm. So, like if you're a person who sees rainbows, and that's a sign for you, that's actually Archangel Raziel who's coming in a lot of times because he's coming in to say things are okay. You're piecing things together, and I'm Mm -hmm. helping you put the puzzle pieces in place like I'm helping you figure things out um yeah. so um yeah and I didn't, I'm, I didn't know that I've always seen rainbows are my sign that, that's
0: one of one of them anyway that rainbows have always been there I'm getting like all of these goosebumps <laughs> everything you say Julie I'm like in this constant state of like goosebumps
1: and and affirmation of yes this is this is powerful work yeah. yeah. So um, on my spirit team and a lot of healer spirit teams, you're going to see kind of this team of angels. A lot of times it's Archangel Michael, um, the Seraphim and Archangel, mm-hmm. Ser- um, not Archangel, uh, Angel Seraphina, Archangel Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe that Gabriel was male in the Bible. I believe they were kind of gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Raphael, and then you also a lot of times have Haniel, Uriel, and Raziel. So when I see all of these angels come through, I know that a person that I'm reading is a healer um, and is very much doing this work.
0: How interesting!
1: Yeah, wow. I
0: feel like we're talking on another level as well. <laughs> different conversation going on. Yes, this is this is powerful. So. Yeah stepping out of uh religious upbringing for instance Uh, i know this work speaks to people from a very broad range of backgrounds do you believe that everybody can have access to these specific angels or is it a frequency thing that maybe they may not see or interact oh and another question and this this one's probably more to clarify what i'm getting at here the methods in which contact is made differs for different people. What have you seen is the most common, whether it's clairaudient, clairsentient, uh, clairvoyant, voice, uh, visual, feeling, how is the the mode, uh, how does the mode impact the level of connection?
1: So I actually see this different from other healers. Um, Okay. So let's like think about when you read a book, we're going to read Be the Love, Sarah's new book. It's amazing. I'm so excited for this book. Um, We're reading Be the Love. And as you're reading Be the Love, um, your eyes are looking at the words on the page, right? Scanning them, Mm -hmm. but you're actually saying them to yourself within your head. That's um, clear hearing, right? You're hearing the words within your head. If you read Sarah's book and she has something descriptive in it, you might get a visual imagery within your mind, almost your imagination, right? You might have a mini daydream. Mm -hmm. That is um, clear seeing. When you, um let's see, like read the book too. You might feel empathic. You might feel compassionate. You might feel these other feelings arising within you. Really, when you read a book, you're using all of the four clairs, Mm. right? And so what the angels say is, I've been to a lot of different spiritual conferences Mm -hmm. where they really try and hone in on your one, claire but as i give readings to people you're using all of them at the exact same time because you're not thinking about the four Claires as you're reading a book and you really don't think about the four clairs as you're doing a reading. You're using all of the, them to really bring in as much information as possible and give that over to the client. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people have to kind of almost stop. I see a lot of students beating themselves up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm audience, but I'm not sentient, And I really like to have that gift. Mm-hmm. No, like they all work together. Everybody has all of them to some degree.
0: Mm, so it, so it's about getting beyond the labels because yes. the labels can bring the limitation that it doesn't exist for the angels. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, that, that's beautiful, beautifully put. So where to next? Where to next? So oh, in terms of manifestation, so I'm a manifestation teacher, but I also remind people of the divine plan that I believe we create prior to birth. How do you teach your students and clients the difference between intentionally creating their reality versus trusting what God is unfolding for them in their own lives?
1: Um, okay, so That's this good question. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is. Um, I think for me, it's also always bringing a dose of like realism, into it, you know, a lot of us are busy moms mm-hmm. who have full time careers. We're running households. We're trying to do it all, and a lot of times, um, what will end up happening is wait. Ask your question again. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, do So I'm going to have to try and
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The,
1: like, the
0: question is, how do we strike the balance between? intentionally creating our reality versus trusting god's plan so it's it's the difference between uh knowing that we create our reality but also yes. at the same side under the same token understanding that there is a divine plan for all of us which we're just playing out so do we have any yeah. sovereign control over that consciously
1: that's where i was going with this okay mm. so i had a mental breakdown before between the time that my dad passed mm-hmm. and me hearing my gifts, understanding and kind of starting to come into them and choosing to do this work, I had a complete mental breakdown. And what I noticed through that is just how much grace and patience we have to give ourselves mm-hmm. because really manifestation and and okay We're here. We want to be there. And spirit comes in and says, yes, but we can only unfold your mind so Mm -hmm. fast, right? Because I think for a lot of us, if we got what we wanted immediately, we wouldn't go (laughs) through the growth and the evolution that our mind needs to go through. And I actually feel that there are some people who want it to happen so fast, almost can come into a psychological break if it happens that fast. So when we trust in the process of, okay, this might need to to unfold within six months and not three months like I want it to, or maybe this is within my five-year plan and not my one-year plan, it actually allows us to be more so on our divine path Mm -hmm. because, there's things that we're picking up along the way. Um, you know, Audible, like there's Audible for your books. Mm-hmm. There's also this app out there and it's called Blinkist and you can read a book within eight minutes mm-hmm. and and yet you're not getting the full book, right? You're not getting all the lessons mm-hmm. and really marinating in the energy of the book and learning all that you need to learn from the book. It's nice for a little snippet, but yeah. this is kind of the difference. Blinkus between, um, audible is almost the difference between us saying to God, I want this to happen in my time, not yours, God, mm-hmm. and us relaxing into the flow and the alignment and the process and being like, no, God, I know through this journey of manifesting this, mm-hmm. you need to unfold me, grow me, stretch me, evolve me. And I'm in for that. And I think when we tell God, universe, source, I'm up for this, like Mm -hmm. I'm up for this journey to become my most true, authentic self, that's where God can come in and work miracles for us. When we say, I want the cliff notes, I want to skip ahead. I want to (laughs) just, you know, teleport to the future. um, You're missing the whole point of all Mm -hmm. of it. Mm, I think that's the most beautiful way I've
0: ever heard spiritual bypassing divine. (laughs) That's what it is. It's skipping the steps. The ego is so clever and so sneaky. And we think we're doing everything, cutting the corners. Oh, I took the easy way around. But guess what? God has other plans because you will get the (laughs) lesson repeated over and over again and louder and louder until it really anchors in as presence, as awareness, as integration, between yourself and that sacred relationship with higher consciousness. So, I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful way to put it. And so often though, and this is where ego does come in. We think we're right when perhaps we're not as intuitives as healers. There's a real danger there. And there's a lot of people out there that are delivering information, which isn't truthful. Or it's a version of truth where they're saying to other people, you know, I know this for you to be the truth, but it may not. How important is it to encourage clients and students to embrace their own intuition when they are having a session with you or with, you know, your students are starting their own practice? How important is it to train them to remind people to experience it themselves versus just believing whatever they're told?
1: So I'm writing down a couple of things cause there's so much I want to go into here. So the first thing that I train my students on is I want you to do a very short one to three minute one to oneness meditation with every client right Mm -hmm. at the get-go of your session because that is, to me, how a lot of people can learn. It's the first step in learning how to connect with your intuition. So if I give them that, my clients, and I say, your homework is to get into this energy Mm -hmm. for five minutes every morning. Now I've just given them a gift because spirit can come in and -hmm. create this Opening and start to bring through more information, and they hear their intuition more. But this is a real actual challenge. And what's been coming to me, um, Sarah, and I actually want to talk to you about it after the podcast yeah. was, um, I've been having this vision of uh, a lot of us who are doing this work coming together and actually creating industry standards for how we do this because. The scam artists out there are totally giving what we do a bad name. And, it, and it's frustrating because mm-hmm. then we're not able to do as much healing work as we want to and and we want to get through to others. So there's a couple other um, standards that I use with my students. No one is allowed to give negative information ever. Okay, that's good. Um that's good. And, and what I mean by that is I had a client once, um, who I did a reading for, and I said, your dad's on the other side. She said, yes. And I said, he's holding two babies, one in both arms. Mm-hmm. These babies are going to be coming through to you. Mm-hmm. And she called me up six months later and she said, Julie, I had a stillbirth. Oh. And she said, I am so worried that what you saw was my dad holding a second baby who's not going to come to term. Mm. And I said, that's not what I meant at all. What I see in that sign means that you're going to have two beautiful, healthy babies here in this earth. Mm. And she needed that to create an open, energetic space for her to Birth in these babies and not hold this worry and this fear. So mm-hmm. no negative information whatsoever. The other piece to this is we don't make decisions for people. Exactly. So if a healer is telling you that um, spirit is saying you have to do this, I call bullshit. Can I say that on this? <laughs> Absolutely. <podcast? laughs> More than welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> spirit. Spirit and the angels cannot make decisions for you because it bypasses your free will and they are so bound by the laws of free will. They Mm -hmm. cannot make decisions that would impact that. Um, Now, I can tell you it happens all the time in sessions. If somebody is consciously deliberating between Mm -hmm. two things, I see either they've made the decision and they don't want to trust it because it'll look like a hundred percent or I will see spirit say they're 60, 40. And -hmm. this is the one that they're more leaning towards. Um, But I will never make a decision for someone. And Mm -hmm. I don't allow my students to either. Um, The other thing is only positive, loving information can come through from the other side. So again, no negatives Um, and no no asking for a follow-up session. So anytime there's a, I live outside of the Chicagoland area mm-hmm. and I have gotten probably over 16 emails just within the last year alone where people have written in and said, I went to see so-and-so down in the city and she told me all of this negative stuff was going to happen. I'm going to get divorced. I'm never going to find like, literally, they have told people, you're never going to find somebody in your life. Who does this? So, so, um, <laughs> then say, yeah, they mm-hmm. always say the same thing, though. Two days later, this reader reached out to me and said for $5,000, she can clear it all.
0: So and ah, there, the- there we have it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Yep>. So what <sighs> this scammer just did was place negative energy in your energy field. Mm -hmm. and, and then went to go ask you for more money to clean it up. Bullshit. That's all a bunch of hooey nonsense. Um, And so when we have these industry standards, and I think that we do need to pull together a group to try and create these, Mm -hmm. um, it really gives clients humanity who are working with us uh, a way to visualize. Like if we had these all on a one sheet piece of paper Mm -hmm. and somebody knew this, they Mm -hmm. could say, okay, that's not somebody I want to work with, right? Um, These scammers and and know what's true and what's not.
0: Oh my, that that is so beautiful because it really is a case of like having a fact sheet for red red flags to look out for. And I've seen, I've experienced this firsthand. What it does when you place your trust in somebody who you believe can see without a shadow of a doubt that this is your future, you're seeding those limiting beliefs, you're allowing them to place the fear in there. And this is, this again, is how the, the ego is so sneaky, because this is another way that it can masquerade as a light worker. And so, yeah, you're right, like a, a, like a regulation board or something like that, because it is a
1: $2 billion industry, the psychic yeah. services. And, well, did you know, Sarah, did you know that like HIPAA, when you go in for a doctor's appointment here in the States, like mm-hmm. you have to sign a HIPAA form, right? Yeah. Yeah. HIPAA is not a government regulated industry, like a government re- it's not it's not a government organization hipaa is actually a bunch of organizations and companies that came together and saw a problem and needed to inform the consumer and i think that that's what we're facing right here within our industry and we need to pull together um the folks who are kind of leading this charge and say we're going to pull together industry standards mm-hmm. and we're gonna kind of put this out to everyone um and create that document yeah
0: i think one of the potential issues which is a fantastic problem to have is that there yeah. are so many healers out there and then creating a universal method because there would be certain situations which are a little bit gray when you yeah. have a client that you can clearly see is being affected by negative energy and then steering them to a higher vibration, but still allowing them to process whatever they're going on because we can't do the spiritual process or spiritual bypassing in the work of helping somebody else. So how um, my question here is how can we allow spaciousness to help as many people as possible? Because one-to-one is great. But what about like on a higher level? Is there just, I'm trying to find the right question here. I feel like at this, I'm intuitive too. And so I've got all of these questions like that I'm queuing up to go, ask Julie this, ask Julie that. Um, the, the question is, and I'm going to slow it down a little bit here because I feel like I'm getting too excited.
1: No, you're good. You're good.
0: Okay. I want to ask the most, that will, that will help the most people. Yeah. What is one thing that somebody can do in their lives today that will help them to connect with the realm of angels?
1: Mm. Um. What I see and what the angels say all the time is that every human being at every waking moment is always in a state of either openness or closeness. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, you can ask your angels, am I open right now? Or am I closed? And if you just say, God, universe source, open me to working with my angels more, um, it cannot be denied from you. So if you ask God, universe, source to come in and work through you, to open you, to allow you to have access to your angels, it will never be denied. Mm-hmm. And if you just open yourself in that way and ask that, ask to work with them more, ask to be open, um, you will feel a shift within yourself. You will feel their presence. Mm-hmm. And um, you can ask, God universe source to place angels in specific areas of your life. So I am very much ADHD, right? And it's very hard. I hate it's a gift and a curse. It is. It is. Um, I get downloads all the time different Mm -hmm. information coming through Mm -hmm. and so i have a male secretary uh admin assistant angel on the other side who Mm -hmm. um god has placed with me in order to help me remember things when i don't have a piece of paper to write it down on or i'm like driving in the car and i can't get Mm -hmm. to my phone to write it down um I have an angel that I've asked God for to help me not worry so much as a mom about my daughter and just, um, always that angel to help me be the best thing that my kiddo needs at all times and just bring divine wisdom through to her at all times to just kind of always help center me into divine parenting. Um, I have an angel that I've asked God to place with my husband on his work. Um, He's a teacher and the last two years have just been horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've asked God universe Source for an angel that um, can be with him to just help him really be on his most true, authentic path. And so a lot of times when we look within and we say, I have this fear. I have this worry. Mm -hmm. I have this anxiety. And we say, God, I can't do this, right? Like I can't hold all of this worry about my daughter and all this worry for my husband and help everybody and Mm -hmm. remember everything. Um, I need your help. So we Mm -hmm. ask for different angels, give them roles and responsibilities. Then they will come in and they will hold that space. They'll bring in higher vibrational energies, they'll Mm. really bring divinity into your entire life in a way that you feel palpably.
0: I love that. I feel, I feel like throughout our conversation, it's gone on so many different levels. And now I just feel very relaxed and grounded, like, like I've had a, a nap or something. It's, I love the way that you just spoke about the protection that we can ask for and the guidance and assistance in our time of need. And I'm going to do that, and and to anybody listening or watching to this podcast episode, I want you to do this as well. Ask, and you shall receive. You know, if it's really simple and and beautiful that we can have access to all of this help that's available to us in the different dimensions and different realms. And you spoke about divine parenting, which I think. So many people have never heard of that term before because it's just getting through every day without without the chaos and uh,
1: and how old's your daughter Julie? She is um they they Great. are um eleven. Okay. Okay. Yes. So she's yes. eleven, and you've just got one child. Yes. Okay. Yep.
0: Wow. So I have four kids, and they're all different, right? They all come out with different. Uh, personality traits and characteristics and different things to worry about and now I have a new tool that you've just given me to ask for an angel to help me Uh, especially with my son Thomas he is 20 and he lives in Las Vegas. We moved from Vegas to Florida and he stayed behind. And like my heart is just like, oh, it's it's so hard. But now I've got, I'm going to ask for angelic assistance and guidance. And this is such a powerful tool for parents out there that have those sleepless nights thinking, am I doing everything that I need to be doing as a parent uh, to support who these children are in the process of becoming because they are the next generation. And so- yeah how have you spoken to your child about spirituality and angelic realms and do they understand what you're doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was interesting. Um, We moved into a new house last summer and um, one of the very first nights that we were here, um, I had known that the previous owner, the wife had passed away and she was fairly young. She left behind like small children. She had been sick. Um, But I knew as I had been coming through the house that the house had really great energy. Mm -hmm. When I saw her on the other side, my dad was right there, they'd be laughing on the other side. So I knew that there I don't believe in ghosty energy. I don't believe in low vibrational, um, energies and, but I knew that the presence was still here, right? Mm -hmm. Not connected to the house. She's connected to her family, but that you could feel, um, I actually believe that what happens a lot of times is there's an energy imprint somewhere. And so you could feel Mm -hmm. that energy imprint. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the first nights that we were in the new house, uh, E looked at me and they said, um, "Mom, do you feel the woman in the house?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, uh, and she knew. She knew, and she didn't even know she what she knew. Uh, and she she talks about the woman in the house sometimes, and um, I just try and be as open and honest with her, but you know, we were raised in a time where this was all made out to be so scary and Mm -hmm. ghosty and Mm -hmm. low vibrational. Mm -hmm. And so what I try and do for her and just everybody that I work with is show them the truth, which is it's not, it's love. You -hmm. cannot be on the other side unless you return to pure love. Um, and so there's nothing that can hurt you from over there. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so Teaching her about that, teaching her about her angels. She likes a story. They they like a story every night before they go to bed, and um, and that's really fun too. Oh, that's so beautiful.
0: I love that. I love that you have that connection. And it's it's so overwhelming because my four kids they have different ways of viewing what I do. And so like the the older ones are like, oh, mom, is this real or is this like, you know, a bit woo-woo and out there. But yet my 16-year-old daughter, if we need to manifest like a table in a restaurant really quickly, she'll ask me, hey, mom, do you think you can manifest this? Whereas the two little ones, they're so ingrained spiritually. It's almost like they've come from the angelic realm and they, they have almost like a remembrance a deep appreciation and gratitude and I, I do think that the generations are changing so quickly you know I've got a five-year-old and a 20-year-old and the difference between the two of them is is so interesting but I believe they're at a point in humanity but people have you, you spoke about spiritual awakening people are wakening up angels and awakening is your book title is your podcast which I can't I can't wait to to tune in and listen to those episodes as well because I know so many people especially my listeners of the manifest podcast are going to love your work and uh, it's just been such an honor today to have this conversation with you Julie so thank you so much for being here
1: oh thank you so much Sarah and I'm so excited to have you over on my podcast too yes and so where can people find out more about you and your work and your book oh awesome if they go to theangelmedium.com, you can learn um all about me you can learn about the book um it's available on amazon bardsandnoble.com it's called angels and awakening and you're right that's the title of the podcast as well Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here julie and also
0: i just want to take a moment to honor you for the work that you do in the world And how you are leading with so much grace and light to illuminate a new path forward for the souls that are ready. So thank you so much, Julie. It's been an absolute pleasure to
1: connect with you today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. Yay. All right. right. That's it.